0: You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource.
1: The key to buying real estate may no longer be location, location, location. According to our guest today, it's more about property management, and I agree. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Wealth Show. As I said, this is just one piece of advice that we'll get from today's interview with Myron Schroer. He's had a real estate license since the 1970s and has purchased real estate in several parts of the country, is teaching his kids and grandkids about the business with a family corporation, and that is so cool. You'll find out how he and his wife got started, how they got the whole family involved, and how they choose their markets, and what they're doing today. So Myron, welcome to The Real Wealth Show.
0: Well, thank you, it's great to be here.
1: I'm excited to hear about how your family has created a family legacy uh, with the real estate knowledge and wisdom passed on to the kids. That's not always easy to do. So how has that worked for your family? Let's starting with you, right? Your, was your your father in, in real estate?
0: Correct. Um... I, uh, we bought our first house uh, a couple years after we had been married. My father, um, we moved out here from Indiana and uh, grew up on a dairy farm. My father uh, started in real estate and um, uh, like I say, we bought our first house. Um, he was instrumental in us doing that. Um, over the years, we continued to, uh, you know, to, to purchase additional homes as it became available. In uh, about 1991, uh, he started doing condo conversions. Uh, we had some apartments, and we we're trying to convert, convert them to condominiums. Um, in 1991, that unfortunately um, went south. We had a problem, and um, actually, um, the builder went bankrupt. My father was the uh, kind of the money partner of it, and. Uh, uh, he almost went bankrupt. Unfortunately, um, it took us about seven years to pay everybody back that was owed. Um, At about that time, unfortunately, he passed away uh, of a sudden heart attack. In the interim there, he had formed a a corporation and uh, put most of the real estate into that corporation. Um, In doing so, um, he actually gifted part of that to uh, to myself and, and to uh, my sister. Um, after he passed away, uh, we, uh, the corporation wasn't doing well, obviously, so we just paid everybody back that we, we had owned from uh, the previous problem that we had had. Um, but in the course of the next couple of years, we actually uh, was able to, um, to kind of turn things around, sell a few things, get the cash flow going uh, in a positive direction, and at that point, um, the the corporation actually started doing well. So, um, and and my mom was actually the the uh, the owner at that point or the major uh, shareholder. Wow. Uh, at that point, we kind of decided that uh, from an estate standpoint, uh, it made sense to start gifting part of the corporation away. So we did that to uh, the kids and the grandkids. Um, we currently, we, we started having uh, yearly corporate meetings, which um, was really a blessing because it forced us all to get together. Uh, and sometimes that's not the easiest things to do. But uh, again, we wanted to do things right from a corporate standpoint. So uh, we, we started having our yearly meetings. Um, people started getting uh, more and more involved. And uh, really over the course of the years, um, it, it, it's been a it's been a real blessing. Uh, oh, I bet. Have so a, how did
1: those family corporate meetings go? I mean, what was well the- initially?
0: Um, initially, uh, we didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, <laughs> it, it was, um, uh, you know, a lot of questions. Uh, but I think most of the folks trusted my wife and I. Pretty much, uh, run it. And uh, so in the meetings, you know, I mean, we obviously have questions of, about where we're going, what are we doing, what mm-hmm. what do we invest in? Um, Dividend is a big thing. Uh, we, and this is kind of a, a philosophy thing, but we never wanted uh, the, the corporation to give off more to the individuals uh, or, or to give up, give off enough that would change their lives. In other words, um, you know, we learned a long time ago that, that you can't give somebody something for nothing because mm-hmm. uh, it will it will change who they are and and uh, uh, it's just not a good thing. So yeah. we never wanted the corporation to to give off uh, a, a large sum. The intent was to help uh, you know to help the kids, the grandkids, uh, for example, uh, playing sports. Is, is relatively expensive in school now. So if the kids wanna play sports, it, it, it can cost, as you probably know, uh, a, a pretty good chunk. So uh, we're able to help with that if the kids wanna play sports, if they wanna do extra things. Um, I have uh, six grandkids, uh, and uh, uh, four of them are currently in college. And so it's been able to help with them. Um, mm-hmm. A, one of my grandsons is um, getting his uh, uh, aerospace engineer degree, and he's just became a pilot. So uh, that's extremely expensive. And so it's been able to, to not pay for all that, but to help him uh, you know, to achieve that goal. In fact, he had his first solo here about two weeks ago. So How exciting! Um, we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're very fortunate to be able to, to do that. Uh, so,
1: so you said um, they they you don't. I, I agree with you that when things are handed to others for free, it's maybe not appreciated or it doesn't necessarily go in the right direction. How do you keep it equitable with your with your kids? I mean, is there any kind of expectation that uh, yes, the, these funds will go towards the sports or the college, as long as you hold up a certain GPA or or you you. you show up at at practices? I mean, you know, are there any requirements?
0: No, we're, we're, we're really, really, really fortunate, really blessed. Our, our kids and grandkids, um, they, um, I mean, they're, they're great kids. They understand, um, you know, what, what it means to work, to, um, you know, to achieve things. Uh, we've been very, very fortunate in that area. Um, what we do is, is, uh, we give out shares and the shares give the dividends and then it's up to the individuals to do with those as they, as they please. One other thing that we've done, um, we've been able to take and, and actually use the corporation as a bank in a sense for the, for the, the kids and the grandkids. If they have additional funds, they can uh, invest in the court. Um, and we pay a 6%. Mm. Uh, so it's like putting in the bank only, uh, you know, it's it's the corp. It helps the corpse, give gives us uh, you know money to go out and purchase additional things, but also gives them a little bit uh, higher return than they would get in the bank. Um, mm. And then we kind of you know we kind of uh, can coach them on on what to do with those funds eventually also. Mm-hmm.
1: So are your any of your grandkids invested in it?
0: They are. They are with
1: with their savings or how or.
0: Well, we have a couple that have shares at this point they come to the meetings we well we've have uh, we've tried to come up with with uh, guidelines that make sense uh, you have to be a certain age in order to take and in, in, uh, to buy in uh, you have to have a certain number of shares to to be able to vote um, so that you know, and we also uh, we, we try to take advantage of the uh, uh, the tax advantages, you know, of having a corporation and having a meeting. So, uh, you know, we pay the individuals to come to the meeting. Uh, you know, and again, um, like I tell people, uh, and I tell our accountant, you know, we want to we want to take advantage of every tax opportunity that is there, but uh, we don't want to take and do anything that's questionable. Um, you know, if 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 the line is in the sand, you know, we want to be, you know. A foot away from the line, uh, so, <laughs> so the corporate meeting allows us to, you know, to take advantage of some of those, uh, you know, tax opportunities.
1: I mean, for example, the family could meet in a reunion type setting, and have that meeting, and a couple of nights might be covered by by the corporation, the the costs and the food.
0: We we have not done that yet. Uh, we well, our corp meetings are all uh, we have them local. Mm-hmm. Um in uh yes, the food and then the travel expense and the attending the meeting uh those are all paid for uh yep. we've talked about the the uh, the remote uh location and and having a meeting we haven't uh we haven't done that as of yet uh, but well, it seems great.
1: like it would be really important for your meeting to be somewhere like Hawaii, right, where you can really relax and and create <laughs>
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. That
1: might be a little clo- too close to the line, but I don't know. So, got conversations with your CPA. Well, that is that is really cool. It's I haven't heard of that kind of scenario uh, besides like the uh, you know the the billionaire families who who do that. I, I don't know how far you are in your it, you know in your net worth, but I love that the, the family and the children and the grandchildren are all a part of this family corporation. That's really Fascinating. So where are your properties? Uh, are you, 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 live in California?
0: We do. Yeah. We live in the, uh, we're about an hour out of the San Francisco Bay area. We actually have properties in, in Oregon, of course, California, um, Arizona. Uh, we were fortunate about 15 years ago to go into Texas, fairly large. So we we've got a number of homes in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, we just recently went into the Florida market, um, uh, and those are doing quite well, as you know. Yes.
1: Uh,
0: and then uh, Indianapolis, uh, really like the Indianapolis market. And in, uh, in, in fact, we're in the process of, of uh, uh, doing some stuff in Evansville. with.
1: Oh, yeah, we like that area, too. Uh,
0: that's pretty much it. You, we have stuff in Utah also.
1: So what role do the kids play in the management of all these properties?
0: At this point... Uh, not a lot. When we have a meeting, for example, we talked about using a family bank. And so a couple of the individuals were tasked with uh, uh, doing the research on that. What does that mean? Uh, to take advantage of the corp. Uh, and the intent was kind of if, uh, if someone were to uh, maybe want to purchase a home or if they wanted to start a business uh, and they needed funds for that, obviously a little bit difficult to get that from a bank. So maybe, maybe the, the corp can help them out. Um, mm-hmm. How would we set that up to be equitable? Who would control that? Um, so those type of things. Uh, we're looking to diversify because uh, everything we have right now is, is real estate. So we're looking to diversify a little bit and, and maybe ultimately go some into the stock market uh, a little bit. Um, so a couple of individuals are looking into that to see you know, what does that look like? What's what's kind of a good plan, um, you know, to, to do on that? So those are the kind of things. Um, we've, we've gone through uh, trying to set up the bylaws as far as uh, who can be in the court, who can't, uh, because, uh, you know, things come up like, you know, I mean, people get divorced and, and so sure. what does that mean, I mean, how do you handle that? Because mm-hmm. that will happen. So when it happens, how do you handle it? Um, those are the kind of things that, that uh, we've kind of, we've kind of tried to look through or work through, if you will, and, and look down the road and say, you know what? I mean, right now it's not an issue, but, but you know, those things are going to come up. So, you know, how do we handle them? What do we do when they do? So, those are the kind of things that we kind of have have uh, have tried to work through and talked about.
1: Oh, really incredible! I, I mean, there will be a lot of inheritance. Coming, coming to younger people over the next decade, and I wonder how many of those um, children are going to know what to do with what they inherit. That's why there's always opportunity for real estate investors because people inherit in properties and they're like, oh, I don't want this and, and get rid of it. So how brilliant to to bring them in on the business years in advance, where they really understand it and start to take on different positions and and leadership roles within that company, so that. When that transition happens it's it's fluid
0: well and and i mean that's eventually obviously where we we'd like to get um uh, but having the corp also allows them if if at some point in time you know they want to sell their shares they want to get out because you know it's not for everybody mm-hmm. um and uh, you know uh some people like it some people don't and uh, if they, if they want to get out, they'll have that opportunity to take and do that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, right.
0: Uh, you know, I, I believe and have always believed that the real estate is just, a, it's, it's the way for, uh, the average person to create long-term wealth. And, uh, if, if you stay with it and if you don't get undercapitalized, that's another key. Uh, you know, don't, don't get undercapitalized, um. Uh, Long term, you're going to do fine. Um, the tax advantages and stuff in real estate is just the. I mean, I don't know of anything else that that uh, is close to it.
1: Yeah, and you've been in real estate for how many years now?
0: Um, I actually sell real estate. I have a real estate license. I got my real estate license in 1973. Uh, did it part time uh, most of my life, uh, and uh, so I guess it's. Do
1: the math. Fifty years. Yes, that's uh, that's why we wanted you on the show to give us your sage advice. uh, That starting young is worth it uh, because we're going to be living longer and longer. And thirty, you know, a thirty-year fixed-rate loan seems like so far away in the future, and it's not that far away. But over the years, I know back in the seventies. There were there were people saying that real estate was expensive, right? In in those dollars, and from that perspective, it wasn't really that much easier than it is today. Or what do you think?
0: We bought our first house. I alluded to that earlier. Um, I rode to work with four other people, and we would talk about real estate. And uh, so uh, I had the first listing that I got was actually a, a. worked out to be a really good rental. And so I said, "Man, I'd love to buy that house, but we just didn't have the money. We'd only been married a couple of years. We didn't have any money. And the guy that I rode with, one of the guys I rode with said, I'd really like to buy the house, buy a house too, but I don't have a lot of money either. So we bought the house together. We still own that house, that same house today. Now I, I, you know, before you say, Hey, you know, it, it's already depreciated after you're a fool for still having it <laughs> from, from, a, from an investment standpoint. You're absolutely right. But that house is, has it, it's kind of symbolized for us uh, what real estate investing is. Uh, it's it's at this point, obviously, a cash cow. Uh, is it hurting us tax wise? Of course it is. In fact, we're probably going to take and sell it here before long on, on 1031. But um but you're right. It, it it was tough to get started then. It's tough to get started now. Uh, but you know, I would I would just encourage everyone to uh, to do what they can to to take and and uh, and you know get into real estate. Uh, you know, I know that can be difficult. But again, long term, it's going to it, it's going to pay off. It just is. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. There's a a, a belief. Even back in the 70s, that how could prices go much higher? You know, my my dad bought a, uh, a home for a, a primary residence in Atherton for ninety nine thousand dollars, and he was a dentist, and it was hard. It was a big purchase. Yep. Ninety nine thousand dollars. I mean, those homes are gosh, ten million now today. Yeah. Um, you couldn't fathom that that a ninety nine thousand dollar house that was already expensive could ever be worth a million or Two million or ten million—it was. It's not in in our ability to understand that, and yet it happens every decade, right? Um, what is that? What What did you pay for that house, and what do you think it's worth today?
0: We we paid uh, twenty. We paid twenty one thousand five hundred. We'll probably sell it for probably seven hundred. That's. It'll probably yeah. go over seven hundred.
1: But but back then, I mean, you couldn't even fathom that oh, that much money.
0: No, heavens, yeah. no. Well, you know, it's, you 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 ask about you know, prices and getting the real estate. And one of the things that I'm sure, uh, you know, your viewers are probably thinking, well, prices are high right now. You know, should I invest now or should I wait? And like I tell people, it it really doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, don't stop watching this podcast because I said that. Really, if you step back and, and, and look at it, you need to get in the game. It doesn't matter when you get in as long as you can afford it. Mm-hmm. For example, like right now, if, you know, you buy a house for $500,000, interest rates are, you know, I mean, extremely low. Um, if that house, let's say a year from now or two years from now is 20% less, say it goes down to 400000 people say, well, hey, I should have waited. Well, chances are a year from now or two years from now when that house is $400,000, interest rates are not going to be at three and a half. dollars Know, three and a quarter or there, they're going to be up at four, four and a half and five. Run the numbers. What you'll find out is your payment will be higher uh, than if you bought the home today. So long, long term, it, it doesn't matter when you get in. The, the key is to get in. And, and once you get in, then it's a little bit different story. But the, the key is to get started, you know, get in and, 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 and you know, purchase, uh, you know, purchase your first property Uh, kind of learn the ins and outs and,
1: uh, especially today, especially today when we have the kind of inflation that we have. And, uh, what was it just at 6%? If you are sitting in cash, you lost, you lost 6% of your money, um, by doing nothing with it. Whereas with real estate, you you know, it, it usually increases with inflation, uh, while you're, you're sitting in the same, you know, with the same debt position.
0: And people, people, another concern that I found with folks is, well, I'm afraid if I if I buy that five hundred thousand dollar house, you know, I, I could lose I could lose everything. Well, that's not really true. As long as you're not undercapitalized to begin with, as long as you can afford it, if you can stay in it long term, you're not going to lose because of, in real estate, worst case scenario, if it goes down to four hundred thousand, you lose a hundred thousand. I mean, that's a lot of money. But if you're in the stock market, I mean, stock market can lose 50% in a matter of a week or two weeks. So, and in theory, you could lose, I mean, if the company goes bankrupt, you could lose everything. Your chance of losing everything in real estate, again, as long as you're not undercapitalized, it's, it's I mean, it's not zero, because I guess in theory it could go to zero, but, but land or real estate, it's not going to go to zero.
1: Yeah, it typically is worth something. Yeah.
0: absolutely. So, so and it,
1: and it, you only lose money if you sell, right? If you're able to use the property for other things like renting it out, then
0: exactly um, so. it doesn't
1: matter because you haven't sold it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So long term, again, like I said, initially, long term, I mean, real estate is, it, it is a way for the, for the average person to create long term wealth. Mm -hmm. I can give you another real quick story. Uh, My son here 15 years ago, um, we were able to purchase a duplex in Texas uh, and we were able to get in with nothing down on the whole thing. We financed the whole deal. Um, He put all the money back into it with the intent of of, uh, using it to finance his daughter's college education. Well, it was paid off here quite some time ago. And as it turned out, he didn't need to use it for. The college education, but, but those are the kind of things that, that people don't really uh, understand, or or nobody really tells them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if if you're a young person, you have kids, and you want them to go to college, it's tough to save for that. But you can take and buy a piece of property. Um, you know, I mean, yes, it does take a little bit, but there's ways to do it. Hang on to that property. Put the put the money back into it that you're making on it, and then. 10, 15 years from now when your children get ready to go to college, you've got the funds available to 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 do that um, those are the kind of things I like to talk to people about and encourage them and help them to you know help set them up to to be able to do that
1: and it can be done tax deferred so all the equity gain I mean there's it, it, all you have to do is look at the charts and look at history to see that prices have gone yep going up so chances are it will be worth more in 15 years in which case you just refinance at that time take the cash out and you're not taxed on it exactly. until you sell i mean taxes yeah of course the tax situation can always change but that's how it is currently and has been yeah. for a long time yeah, yeah well, what else what else do we need to know with your years of exter- experience what are some of the most important lessons that you learned
0: uh, learned that um uh, okay. If you, ask a, if you ask an individual what the three most important things about real estate are, they'll say location, location, location. I tell people, take that, write it down on a piece of paper, wad it up and throw it away if you're <laughs> investing in real estate. Uh, the reason being that most of the real estate that, that uh, you invest in is not going to be local. Uh, so you're going to have to hire a property manager. Mm-hmm. So the, the three most important things in, in real estate, if you're, if you're an investor is property manager, property manager, property manager, yes. you can take that. You can take a good house and a good location and a bad property manager, and you'll lose your shorts. You can take mm-hmm. a bad house and a bad location with a good property manager, and you'll still make money. Yes, so that's, yeah. that's, that's um, a lesson that we learned the hard way, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, you know that I would I would just tell folks, boy, it's so important to have a good property manager. Uh, that's- well,
1: have you seen a difference? Because I sure have. I mean, in the '70s, I, I, I wasn't investing then, but I don't imagine there was there weren't computers, right? It was a very different world. You were probably just investing locally, um, and then even when I started 20 years ago, there it was not very organized. But it has come a long way. I mean, what have you noticed over the years?
0: But like you say, in the 70s, it was a totally, totally different ballgame. It, it was really, uh, the individual was the, uh, that was the key. Finding an individual who, who was a jack of all trades, who mm-hmm. was very organized, um, who communicated well. Uh, and um, uh, what can I say, it was a jack of all trades. It was, yeah. and, and um, that was kind of key. And we didn't have at least I wasn't aware of like the, the, the management companies that uh, had two, three, 400 doors, um, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were smaller mom and pop type deals. And now the the mom and pop guys are, uh, they're not, they're not there anymore. It's, it's a, uh, you know, it's a two, three, 400, 500 door uh, companies. Uh, and you're right. It's, it's the computer. It's the organization. Um, you know, it, it's, it, communication to me is key it's 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 just critical to to have someone that, that you can contact uh, or that you know can contact you or who does contact you uh, on a regular basis uh, that's and maybe that stems from the fact that you know old school uh, you know I, I I like the I like the contact I, I like the, to yeah. uh, to find out what's going on but yeah the 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 computers have made things uh, a lot, uh, a lot different. Um, The videos, you know, going in video, the, the, the uh, that's, you know, that's a a big change and it's helped a lot.
1: Absolutely. Uh, For, for our young listeners, for our millennials and, uh, and maybe Gen X and Gen Z uh, tell, tell me what the world was like in the, I don't know if you were selling real estate in the, in the seventies, but you were buying it. I mean, there wasn't a, internet. There, there weren't cell phones. No one had a car phone. Uh, you know, so how did you buy real estate?
0: We, uh, if I, if I would get a client, I would have to go out. We used to get, um, we had actually every Friday, the multi-listing service, uh, would send out a book, uh, and it was a, a book with all the listings in it printed. Uh, well, it was obviously outdated before we ever got it, but <laughs> You would go out like if I would have a client looking for a house in a specific area. I would go out two or three days before, just searching, uh, going through, uh, looking at, at the different houses in order to be able to to show them. Uh, it was it was quite different, uh, and and you you built up your clientele. So um, you know if if you knew that a house was coming on the market, it was something that you wanted to to be able to purchase. You, you kind of had an end. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. prior to, prior to the house coming on the market. Um, so that, that's changed a little bit. Um, yeah. obviously with the computer and MLS and, and with the millennials now, I mean, really they, they do most of the searching, uh, you Yeah, you from an estate standpoint, uh, you know, and I still deal in real estate and, you know, a client will call me up and say, Hey, I saw this, it just came on, you know, five minutes ago. And, and, uh,
1: Can you help me? <laughs> right. It's a lot different. And what a, what a world, what a world. Oh my gosh. I will say as much as people complain about uh, the, the technology age, it's, it's a lot easier than back in those days when even just trying to find the property, you had to use a map, you know, you had to go to the, the grocery store and uh, figure out how to, you know, get a, get a physical map and try to find your way to the property. Boy, those were tough times. We, we, Realtors really earned their money then. Really earned their money then, right?
0: It was hard. Say Thomas Brothers maps to people right now. They they don't know what it is. Yeah, they don't know what
1: it is. Oh,
0: uh, back then,
1: you got your client in the car, and you're trying to you know shuffle through these maps to find the property.
0: Yep. Oh
1: my goodness. Okay. Well, uh, it's really been a pleasure to have you here. I'm curious. How did you find real wealth? And um, with all your experience and knowledge. You know, what do you gain from uh, an investment company, an, an educational company uh, when you already know so
0: much? Well, this is kind of a, a weird deal. What we used to do, uh, I, I learned a long time ago not to try and reinvent the wheel. Um, what I mean by that is is we would take and, and invest in different areas, but it was uh, through contacts of other people, other realtors, other investors that they had grown to know over the years. And uh, they had already gone to a certain area uh, in Oregon, for example. We were there only because of a, a friend that I had that had already been there and had vetted out uh, several property managers, and and so uh, he was doing quite well. So you know, we followed and, and went there. Um, but um, uh, as far as getting into to real, law, well, one more quick story. What we used to do is, um, and and you're going to kind of laugh at this one, but uh, we would go into a market uh, and, uh, uh, for example, after the hurricane down south, we went into Biloxi, Mississippi because of the Opportunity Zone. Mm-hmm. wanted to find out kind of what was going on, had no contacts, went down and spent a week. Uh, but we, we always spend time in Walmart uh, talking to the people. And I know that sounds crazy, yeah. but if you want to find out what's going on in an area, go to the Walmart and people will talk. Uh, they'll tell you what's going on. Oh, they'll
1: tell you. Just walk down the neighborhood and talk to people who are walking their dogs, or go to the closest coffee shop. They they will talk, absolutely.
0: And you will you will learn what the employment situation is.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: more than that, you'll learn what the attitude of the people is. Yes. And um, you know, different parts of the country, uh, people's mentality it, it it's just different. Uh, you know, the way they look at things, the way they look at. Personal responsibility—it's uh, different, uh, and you'll 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 feel that. You'll learn that real quick. Um, yeah. With with real wealth, we don't do that anymore because um, you know you guys have, have pretty much gone in and, and really looked at the areas you've already vetted the the property managers, um, the realtors that you're involved with. Um, you know that's pretty much done. So it's really made it. Um, it's made it so much easier, if you will, uh, for, especially for the person that that doesn't really have any experience. Um, You know, you probably don't remember this, but back in 2007, uh, I actually wound up calling and talking to you about uh, trying to save individuals' homes who were uh, were upside down during that period. Uh, You actually referred me to some folks up in Sacramento to try to uh, to get some funds to purchase loans from banks, but uh, uh, that's how I kind of first found out about you and, and Real Wealth, and, and you were extremely, extremely helpful. Uh, you know, we weren't able to put anything together uh, to to do that, but uh, anyway, that's how I got into to hear about Real Wealth, and and then we kind of uh, uh, didn't do some things for a while. Was obviously 2007, 2008, 2009 for a while. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we've been been you know utilizing you guys, and uh, I mean, we've been, I think, very, very fortunate to, to have found you. Uh, you know, I love the, the seminars that you do, the education that, that, that Real Wealth provides. Uh, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, it, it's great having the vendors come in and talking. Uh, you know, I love the deal where they come in and then you, you go to lunch with them and you can have all your questions answered. I think that's a that's a a great thing to do, and hopefully, you know, now that COVID is is lifting, you guys will be able to to start doing those again. Uh, yeah, but that's kind of kind of the kind of the deal. <laughs>
1: oh, that's that's great! Wow, uh, well, we are really excited to get our next live event scheduled. Uh, we we hope to do that soon, and, and for any new new listeners. Who might be surprised the membership is free and the information and education is free because early on i uh, there was not a lot of information for for new people and you had to pay a lot of money for it you go to these real estate groups and they'd have some slickster on the stage get you all excited run to the back of the room and pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get the knowledge and that just. It upset me at the time, and we made a commitment to, to not do that. Not that there's not good education out there that deserves to be paid for, uh, but that's just been our commitment to make it free. And if you're new to the network, there's nothing to lose. You just join, and you get access to hundreds of webinars. Yeah. So I'm so glad you've been a member for so long, and maybe we can get you to be an educator too.
0: I'd I'd love to. Uh... I'd love to help. I mean, one of one of the things uh, you learned too is is in this whole thing. and I know you guys. I just saw recently you're doing a, a webinar on you know the giving back, uh, and, and that's the other thing that, that's so important. Uh, yeah. You know, as as uh, you know, as we are blessed, we're we're really. Uh, I mean, I would just encourage everyone to to make part of giving back. Uh, part of their, uh, of their life also, because it, it's just so important. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, financially, because sometimes when you're first starting out, you, you think that's pretty tough to do. I mean, you know, you can, you can give your time and, and, and help others also. So I think, mm-hmm. I think, uh, what you're doing, uh, as far as the giving back is, is, uh, you know, a huge plus also. Uh,
1: Thank you so much. And, and,
0: yeah. and I can also say that, that, um, every one of the, the individuals that we've dealt with in the different cities, uh, you know, the, the representatives that you have there, um, I mean, they've, they've all been extremely helpful. Um, and, um, uh, you know, in, in this business, sometimes you get individuals that, that do apply or they, maybe they don't mean to apply pressure, but they do. And, and that's another thing that I think, uh, a, a plus for the whole Real Wealth Network is, uh, there doesn't appear to be any pressure. I mean, it's, it, it's not uh, real wealth is not there to, uh, I mean, obviously you're making money, but, but the, 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 important thing is not the money. It's not about the money. That's what, that's another way of putting it. And, and I appreciate that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. We've always figured that if we can educate and present well, first and foremost, educate and then present opportunities. The investors will know if it's a good one or not. Okay. And if it's a good one, they'll flock to it. And if it's not, then that's our bad. We didn't do a good job. So um yeah, we there's absolutely no pressure. And um that's that's a comfortable situation too, because I've been I've been pressured into so many things, uh, lots of pressure these days. And um, you know, that's we, we're we're adults we should be able to make up our own decisions uh make up our own minds well you know we are out of time it is it has been so great to have you here and i hope i do mean that we should have you as one of our educators on this topic of how to create a, co- a family corporation i just love that beautiful all right thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your day
0: you as well thanks bye bye
1: And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you'd like to find out some of the things that really helped Myron be so successful and his children and grandchildren, go check out realwealthshow.com where you'll get access to hundreds of free webinars. It's free to join, free webinars, all on things like asset protection and how to improve your credit and and, uh, how to get the best insurance for your properties and what to look for in a property management company, what to look for in different markets. And then you also get a referral to teams across the country who help our investors find the properties, get them under good management, and kind of help oversee that process to make it a little less intimidating when you're investing out of state. And uh, they wouldn't be on our referral list if they didn't come with rave reviews from our members. If they don't get those rave reviews, they're not on the list. So again, you can check that out at realwealthshow.com. I'm Kathy Becky and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.